Alright, go for it. I am Salomay, and I'm 15, and I'm going to be 16 soon. Um, three words to describe my mom. This is three words, but they're not my three words. My favorite person. Intelligent and patient. Thank you. And Kim. dedicated. Thank you. What I love most about my mom is how willing she is to help me with any situation that I bring to her. Um, school, definitely. Academics, definitely. My mom always pushes me. She always is always willing to help me no matter how late it is, no matter how what I ask her for. She's always there for me every single time, and I really, really appreciate her for that. I'm glad, baby. There we go. Here we, we're on. All right. There we go. When was the first time you saw your mother as a woman, Salome? Um, I think it would be the first time I actually saw my mom, I think. So one question I think I was asked, um, who was the first person that was ever there for me? or who's the first person I've ever seen, and it's always been my mom. Mm -hmm. Because I remember my mom as the the person that I was, like, looking up to, like, the first person who was mine for me. Like, so my mom and dad got divorced when I was three, so I just always remember having my mom there for me. So I've always like had a connection with my mom I've always seen my mom first and she's always been like the first person who was taking care of me so I I think that was probably the first time I've seen my mom as a woman or just whenever the first time I saw her taking care of me I think is that clear that is clear I get okay. that. I get that. Okay. Mm. So that kind of brings me back to, like, how people don't have a good connection with their mom, and I will never be able to understand that. Because my mom is the first person I've ever seen there for me. Mm -hmm. Like, completely for me. Yeah. So I, I don't understand how people don't have good connections with their mother. So, so can I push with you on this a little bit? Mm -hmm. um, because, like, I, I made some choices, you know, about how I was going to support you and support myself. Have you ever thought about those, those moms who might be um, hurt or wounded or um, unable to kind of be where they wanted to be for mm -hmm. their children. I understand that. And maybe for some people that could be that that like chasm or that barrier where they might not have a good rapport with their mom because of just some other stuff. Mm -hmm. I understand that. 
I've been thinking a lot about that. Um, like one of the things that I that I look forward to writing about is like intergenerational trauma, intergenerational pain, like the pain from your great grandmother or great grandfather that gets passed down and it gets passed down and gets passed down. Like what do what do we do with that? And what if there's somebody who's like carrying all this like pain and trauma and that pain and trauma like is choking up your throat and your heart so much so that it might even become difficult to love your own child. It's another podcast. Okay. Really powerful. That's so much truth. Yeah. So much truth. I hear you, girl. It's been great being there for you. It's been it has been a struggle. It has been a beautiful struggle. It has been an enriching struggle. It has been a bounty. It's um, it's actually wordless. I'm not even going to try to quantify it in words. It's um, it has it is just a radiance that is unquantifiable. It's been fantastic walking this world with you. Thanks. I was like, look at her. Look who she chose to parent her. Is that so? Is that what she chose? Okay. You about to school me, okay. And that's just kind of how I look at, I look at parenting a lot that way. Like, all right, on the spirit side, this is what she chose. Okay, let me get some things together. And I try to get most of it together. Some parts I don't have fully together, but I'm working. Still hustling. <laughs> Who else do you think she is besides being mm, your mom? Definitely a friend. I feel she's a friend. She's a caregiver, which I feel like is mom, but it could also be something else. And a companion. Um, I feel like sister. Is that weird? I don't think that's weird. That's just new for me. I didn't know that. Okay. Sister in what sense? That. I feel like I could kind of tell you anything, and some people don't have that bond with their parents or that connection. So that's where I see sister. Okay. Okay. I get it now. Um... Can I ask my own question as the, what is the one thing you want to know about your mom? Mm -hmm. Okay. okay. Um, do you think your high school self would be friends with me right now? That's a great question. Um, so can I give you a little bit of background on my high school self? Mm-hmm. Um, I was pretty outgoing um, just because I like companionship um, I like being on the team so I played sports and then I was on student government and then I was a peer mediator um, so I liked being like a goody two-shoes 
a little bit. Um, someone like you, the way that you are, I would have wondered, um, well, she's not on sports or anything like that. Like, what's, what's, her, what's her deal? What's her thing? What's going on with her? Um, so I think I would have definitely noticed you because you're so cool. Like, thanks. Your glasses are cool. Your style is cool. Like, your the way you walk down a hallway is so cool. Thanks. You know, like your confidence is there. So I definitely would have been curious. I don't know if I would have been. I don't know if I would have sought you out. Um, because I would have thought. Well, she's really kind of to herself, so. I think we would have been acquaintances. You think so? Yeah. How come? Um, I feel like you're really smart now, so I think in high school you were really smart. Mm. So I think we would definitely be friends, if not people who knew each other. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't confident in high school. It's interesting. I went out for all of these, like, I did all of these things. But the way that I thought about things, I never saw reflected very much in high school, except in some parts of English class. And so I made a, it wasn't even a mistake. I just didn't know what to call that. Um, so I didn't think that I was you know, academically smart um, for a long time. But um, intellectually, psychically, I was deeply, deeply gifted. But there was no kind of, you know, I couldn't quantify that. Like, that didn't register on an ACT. It didn't register in the AP classes. It didn't register on the final exams. So that was a little bit of a digression. It was a great question, though. Um, did you intend on having a child? I did intend on having a child. Um, actually, let me back that up. I was not certain that I wanted to be a mother until maybe I was in my 20s. Um, for a long time, um, up until my mid-20s, well, I had you when I was 25, so up until like my early 20s, I was like, well, I don't know if I, I necessarily want to be a mother. And that was something that um, you just didn't do. You know, you, you were, you know, if you were a young woman, you, you were thinking about that wedding, that dress, that party, that frock, that ring, mm-hmm. um, and then like the baby. That was just kind of what I had imagined in my head. That's what I... I thought I would do. Um, but every time I got to the baby part, I was like, oh, I'm not so sure about that. And then by my mid-20s, I was like, well, you know, all right, I guess so. Um, and then I got married, and then you came along. And there's a Salome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, where were you mentally and physically when you found out you were pregnant? Um, mentally, I thought I was at a crossroads. It was either, you know, okay, this can, this is, you know, here's the decision that needs to be made. 
um, what are you going to do? Um, your father is someone who is, I think, in many ways, you know, very, very able with lots of things. And then there's some other key things that, you know, he just wasn't able to do and be. Um, so I was at a crossroads there. Um, physically, I think I was in the doctor's office. I think I went for a checkup. And she said, oh. You're pregnant? Yes. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. And I, was, and I thought, oh. Well, that's why I've been sleeping a whole lot then. <laughs> there you go. There you have it. Yes, yeah, so I was in the doctor's office. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um... Besides me, who are you most proud of in your life? Mm. Are you proud of me? I am proud of you. I am very, very, very moved by you. I'm very, very impressed by you. Um, I am proud of... I'm proud of a lot of the like young women that we know, like younger women. So people like Danielle, people like Aditi, people like Shana and Justine. Shana and Justine are twin cousins who both go to Bryn Mawr and are kind of, you know, traveling and, and being scholarly. Um, and I'm not just proud of these young women for being academically very, very talented, um, but, you know, younger women who are being very, very... Um, critical in how they think, um, you know, and thinking about things, you know, richly and dynamically and and complexly, um, and and moving steadily forward. Um, you know, people like Melissa, you know, folks who aren't necessarily chasing marriage as their primary identifier. Um, you know, they're looking to really move in this world on their own accord, make their own footprint on the planet. Yeah. Um, okay, I think mm -hmm. I know the answer to this question. Okay. Um, what did you want to be when you were my age? And I remember you said a couple of times that you wanted to be an attorney. Yeah. And I was like, you go, Jesus. Mm -hmm. you could be an amazing lawyer. Thank you. They don't know what juice is. Juice is my mom. I call her Juice. Can I say it? Yeah. All right. I call her Juice because she has a juicy booty. Okay. That's the story. That's real, y'all. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Um, I, um, I was interested in actually quite a few different things. Um, I was definitely, I had a really great law class. So when I was talking about thinking in like these complex ways, it wasn't until I took a, a law class my senior year of high school that I felt like the way that I was thinking, there was a curricular place for that. So that class, I just like took off and like flew in that class. It was just very, very interesting. And all of these kind of hypothetical situations with all of these just different variations. Um, so I was interested in law. Um, I was also um, curious just about um, like communication and history. And somebody once told me that 
there are lots and lots of young black folks who study psychology, sociology, communication, literature in college because it's one of the first times that they can kind of choose to center their own existence in a curriculum. And, um, you know, I see that. I, I saw that 20 years ago when I was in college. I see that now even. So all of those fields have always been very interesting to me um, and very compelling for sure. Um, but, yeah, the short answer, an attorney. <laughs> okay. Um, what was your favorite thing to do? What's your favorite thing to do with me? Um, I love going home. I love when we go to Jamaica together. Um, I enjoy traveling with you. Um, I, I actually like just hanging out with either just me and you, me and you and Walter, um, me and you when we find some other mamas and kids together and like watching all of you kids just go be yourselves. Um, I really do like hanging out with you still. Um, a lot of times when, you know, I'm out and people are, you know, people will say, what do you mean you have to get back and get to Salome? She's fine. And you are, you are a very, you know, responsible person. Um, you know, if I'm away from you, I don't worry that you're doing things that are outlandish. Um, but I really do just like hanging with you. And you might just be in your room, kind of in their iPod or, you know, kind of looking through a magazine or in books. I just like to be in the space with you. Thanks. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. Um, okay. Yep. I think my last question for you is... Um, or two, actually, I have two more. What's the absolute hardest thing about raising me as a single parent? Um, I think anybody, so I'll speak about myself. The, the machine that we're in um, that is praying, P-R-E-Y, praying on kids. Um, the way that kids are encouraged to disconnect from their human self and go into these places of, like, artificiality, um, these, like, mediated selves. So we have kids who will um, reveal the most complicated parts of themselves on like a social media platform and won't talk to a person who's two feet away from them. Um, the way that um, the messages that, that kids are getting about what it means to be, be a woman and to be a man, um, the mythologies that are being spread um, wildly, um, the erasure of black girls, the way that um, so many people will not talk about young women of color. Um, this kind of pseudo-narrative of like, you know, save the black boys, save these black babies, period, end of story, all of them. Um, for me, it is, it is difficult to 
to navigate that machine. Um, and I'm not trying to navigate the machine. I'm trying to equip you with um, one translation to let you know what's real and what's not. Um, I'm trying to, you know, teach you language about your own self identity and your own self worth. It is very easy to to look outward and see um, very little of black women. Um, or you've got to go to so many of these like other spaces to go and find yourself, which is cool too. You know, we'll go find, you know, Isaray. We just found who did we just find? Oh, um, Heaven, and Heaven and Tracy. Heaven and Tracy. Hey no, y'all, Crystal. Crystal. Mm-hmm. Hey y'all. We just found you. So, um, you know, to continue to amplify you because this whole entire system is contingent upon black female labor. Um, Meanwhile, there's also a commitment to erasing black female voice. And of course, you know, people will say something like, well, you know, you've got this famous person and you've got that Mm -hmm. famous black person and you've got this famous black woman and what's your problem? Um, You know, I'm not going to co-write those narratives of of insanity. Um, I I can see so many ways where black women are being erased and um, for me one of the things I'm most committed to is um, you not falling for those mythologies you know wear that beautiful hair Um, you know walk with that stride Um, you made a declaration years ago about what you want to do with your professional life and you have been (laughs) moving toward that um so let's let's ride. Okay, and then I have one more question. Um, it's what's the best thing that you've learned about me this year, or the best thing you've seen me accomplish this year? Um, I think I've I've learned a lot about you. I've actually learned, you know, selfishly too. I've learned a lot about me through learning about you this year. You, um, you, you know, halfway through the school year, you made a serious set of decisions and you committed to those decisions and, and you sacrificed, you sacrificed sleep, you sacrificed, you know, a social life a little bit. Um, you sacrificed a lot. And even if you could not fully see um, the immediate results you held on for the long term, and I think the payout was, you know, at the end it was a really, really impressive reward. Um, I think the other thing is, um, you know, we learned as well. You know, what does it mean to commit to to doing well, but also, you know, spotting BS. You know, we know that. There's a new set of standardized tests. What do we do? We opted out. Don't go to school. Don't take that. Um, You know, that is an act of resistance. So as you are becoming more academically um, inclined, I'm seeing, too, that you are looking at some of these other institutional and social issues and that you're able to give voice to those as well. You're able to talk about... um, class and you're able to talk about gender um and a lot of people are going to tell you you know don't worry about that stuff just make sure you get those great grades in the engineering class um 
you know, it's important to know what's going on with these systems. Um, one, so that um, you can just name it, but two, to know that you totally transcend that. You know, this is, so much of this stuff is not your weight to carry. It doesn't mean that you don't have to be responsible, but some of this stuff is not for you to carry. You've got fantastic things to accomplish, and you are well on your way. Thank you. You're welcome, baby. Thank you back. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, too. Love you, girl. Love you, too. Pop it. Pop it. Pop it. I love it. <laughs>